that God has blessed us with His presence. Amen. Just so thankful. He is worthy of it. Amen. He is worthy of all our praise. Amen. He's worthy of all our praise today. Let's pray. Amen. Heavenly Father, God, we love you. God, we thank you, God, for all that you are, God, and all that you do, God. Lord, you are so worthy, God, of all our praise, God. You're so worthy, God, Lord, of all, God, Lord, all that we can give, God. There's nothing, Lord, that we couldn't give that you wouldn't deserve, God. Amen. We should give it all, God, all of it to you, God, Lord, because you deserve it, God. You are worthy of it all, God. We're so thankful for you, God, and all that you are, God. Lord, as we get into this beautiful Christmas season, God, Lord, we're so thankful, God, for all that you've done for us, God. We're thankful, God, that you gave up heaven, God, and you came on this earth, God, and lived as a man, God, torn and tempted, God, Lord, but yet you gave your life for us, God. Never sin, God, never sin, God. And you gave your perfect life for us, God, and we're so thankful for that, God. Lord, we're so thankful for all that you've done, God, the perfect sacrifice, God that you were, God, Lord, and we're so thankful for that, God. Help us not to forget that, God. Help us not to forget all you've done for us, God. Help us not to forget how worthy you are, God. Help us to remember that tonight, God, as we go throughout the service, God, as we go through this weekend, God, as we get into all these things we're going to be doing with our families, God, Lord. Help us not to forget, God, all you've done for us, God. All you've gave for us, God. Help us to not forget that, God. And help us to give you the glory, God. And give you all the praise, God, that you deserve, God. In your precious and holy name, God. I love you. Praise you, God, for all that you are. Amen and amen. 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 We're going to go ahead and dismiss our teens tonight. Amen. I just I can't help but notice it's a little quiet in this funeral home tonight. So we're going to have to, we're going to, have to get a little louder. Amen. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Mm. Oh, praise God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. We serve a God that's good. Amen. Amen. Definitely, definitely praying for her continued healing. Amen. 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 I'm going to warn you tonight. My vocals is not where they should be. I am uh, still, you know, kind of getting over this sickness, and uh, my my voice isn't where it should be. You probably heard my wife back there. Her voice is still struggling some. Please continue to be in prayer for us that we'll strengthen up. But I want to thank you for your prayers, but I also want to warn you, amen, that it's just not where it should be tonight. Tonight we're going to be talking about position to transition, amen, position to transition. I told Mark I really wanted to preach a, a, a Christmas message tonight. I tried to preach a Christmas message tonight. I went and I read Luke 2 and I was trying to pick out people in the Bible that maybe I could relate to and was trying to do a Christmas but God wouldn't let me go there tonight. Amen. God wanted me to stay on this subject that we've been in our church for the last month, month and a half. 
where we've been talking about moving forward, amen, moving forward and positioning ourselves for this great transition into this new level that God has put on this heart of this church, amen. This church has been given a vision, amen, been given a a prophecy, I guess you could say, or whatever, that we're moving forward, amen, and we're going to do that, and we're just so thankful for that, and we just, uh, we ask that you continue to seek God in that. Uh, God has laid on our pastor's heart for this month that we would pray and fast, and then whenever we get into this new year, amen, we're really going to strive and seek to get into this new level that God has for us, amen. Tonight we're going to be in Isaiah 43, 18 and 19 to start out with. Please be in prayer for me. Uh, the verse says in 18 and 19, it says, Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of the old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall ye not know it. I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The Bible says, remember not the former things. The Bible says, behold, I will do a new thing. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, thank you for your word, God. Thank you, God, for all that you've given us, God. Thank you, God, for this beautiful message you've given us tonight, God. Help us, God, to just apply it to our hearts, God. I ask you to anoint it, God, and use it as you would, God, in your precious and holy name. Amen and amen. The Bible tells us in Isaiah 43 to remember not the former things. Amen. Not to remember. Amen. It says to remember To remember means to call to mind, to remember means to think on, or it means to hold in your mind. You may say, well, is this just telling us just to forget about it, amen? Or in our uh, best, uh, whatever that guy is on friend, just forget about it, right? Or whatever, in in your uh, best uh, Italian voice, right? No, that's not what it's telling us at all, amen? It's not telling us just to forget about it, okay? We have a hard time forgetting things, so it's not telling us just to forget about it, amen? It's telling us not to get so wrapped up in the former things that we can't get into what God is wanting to do in these new things, amen? Don't get so wrapped up in former things that you can't move in to new things, amen? There's another word, there's another meaning to this word remember, and today that's my belief that that's where God's kind of put on my heart that where we need to be today, amen? That says that the meaning is to make a memorial of, amen? To make a memorial of. To remember means to make a memorial of. In other words, We are not to enshrine something or make it so important and so big and so grand that we can't move past it. Amen? We're not to make something so important that we can't move beyond it into what God's wanting to do in the future. Amen? There are churches all around this world and there are pastors, and to be honest, I've been guilty of myself that has been guilty of worshiping memories of things of the past. Amen? that has been guilty of worship and things in the past. Amen. There are people, pastors and churches that are guilty of that. And our pastor has been preaching to us about that lately. Right? It's a good thing to have memories of great things God's done. Amen. It's a good thing to have those in our hearts. We can go back to those things whenever we're in trouble or when we're down. We can go back to those great memories. Amen. It gives us hope. It gives us a testimony. Amen. But we can't be so enamored on what God has done that we refuse to move into what he's wanting to do now. Amen. Amen. We can't be so stuck in what he's done that we refuse to move into what God's wanting to do now. Listen, God's been laying it on this church's heart. He's wanting to do something new. Amen. Amen. He's wanting to do something better. Amen. He's wanting to do something greater. God is wanting to do something more. Amen. I really believe that. I believe he's wanting for us to experience things we've never experienced before. But there's a danger that we will miss it because we are too busy worshiping the memories of what he's already done in the past. 
There's a danger that if we get stuck in the past, we'll miss what he's doing now. Amen? If you remember, after the fall of Nazi Germany, there was a wall placed in the middle of Germany, right? And it was separating the east from the west. And if you go back during that time, they put this wall up. The east began to be stuck in the past. The west went on to flourish, and they began on to move into bigger and better things. But the east got stuck in the past, and they couldn't move on to these greater things. I went to Germany one time, and they were still stuck in the east with all these things that happened in the past, and they couldn't get past it, and they couldn't get past it. They couldn't understand why the West was flourishing so much, but they were stuck where they were at, and they couldn't get past it until that wall come down, and they were able to move on to something greater. Amen? I believe what the Bible is teaching us is something that those Germans had to learn back then. Don't let the memories of the past keep you from moving forward. Amen? A lot of times we let our memories keep us from moving forward, and a lot of times those memories can be positive, or they can be negative. Sometimes we get locked down on negative memories and we can't get past them, amen? Maybe we have something happen to us when we're young and those memories, we can't just seem to get past it, right? Maybe we made a huge mistake and that memory just has us trapped in the past. Whatever it is, maybe we made this big mistake in our life and we just can't get past it. Maybe we did something and we, uh, or we was in a part of something, we just can't get past that. Maybe we're so focused on where we grew up, right? We grew up in this poor neighborhood and we just can't get past it, right? Or I'm from this poor area and I just can't get past it. I'm from this and I'm from that and I'll never be any more than what I am. Maybe it's our family, right? Maybe my dad done this or my mom done that and I'm destined to be just like them and I can't get past what they were, amen? I can't get past what they were into what God's wanting to do for me because that's who I'm going to be, amen? Maybe I grew up in this small school, this small town, amen? So I've got little opportunity and I'll never be more than what I am right now, right? Maybe we get stuck in the negative. A lot of people get stuck in the negative and they can't move into the positive, amen? God's wanting to do something positive in your life, amen? If you have something in your life that is negative, that is not from God. I want you to know that if you have negative thoughts in your head, those are not from God. Amen. God will not put negative thoughts in your head. He will only put positive thoughts in your head. You ever uh, heard someone, t- or maybe, it, maybe it's not just negative thoughts, maybe it's positive thoughts that we get stuck on. You ever heard somebody testify in a church, said, God saved my soul 50 years ago. Amen. And I joined the church 49 years ago, and they sit down. And we don't hear about anything they've done in the last 49 years. Amen. We don't hear anything that they've done from then until now. Amen. Amen. There are churches all over the world that are living off of souls that were saved 49 and 50 years ago. Amen. There are churches like that. I've been to some churches that are living off of souls that were saved 50 years ago. Amen. And no one's been saved in that church. And no one's been joined that church. No one's been baptized in that church in 50 years. Guess what? That church is dying. That church is dying, amen. I've been to some churches that are dying, amen. Look at me, if we ever get to a point in this church where people aren't being saved, if we ever get to a point in this church where people aren't being baptized like beautiful Haley is going to be on Christmas, and we're so excited about that, amen. If we ever get to a point in this church where lives aren't being affected, the community isn't being changed, then we're not doing what God's called us to do, amen. We are not being effective, amen. We're just having church. That's all we're doing is just having church. If lives aren't being effective, then we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. Amen. Lives must be effective. Whatever that is, amen, it must be effective or we're simply dying. Amen. Maybe spiritually, physically, whatever. We can't live 
off of yesterday's memories. Amen. 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 We need to be thankful for those memories. We need to be thankful for those blessings. Amen. But we can't be a prisoner to them. Amen. It's time for God to do something new. Amen. The Bible says he's wanting to do something new, and I believe he's wanting to do something greater. I don't believe God just wants to do something new, Brother Garfield, to do something new. Amen. I believe God's wanting to do something new. He's wanting to do something greater than before. Amen. Our verse said today, don't get stuck on the former things. Amen. I'm about to do something new. I'm about to do something new. Don't get so locked down on the past that you miss what God is doing right now. Amen. As I said earlier, this church has been given a vision, if you will, and that vision is God is wanting to do something new. Amen. God is wanting to lead us into something new, a new level in him, a new level of greater in him. <coughs> Our pastor, he's been preaching, and he's had some anointing messages. Amen. Just lately, God has just been pouring into him, and he's been pouring into us. Amen. And God's really been laying on this church's heart that we got to be ready to move. Amen. we got to be ready to move. Amen. And today I want you to understand that whenever you are moving, whenever you are trying to get to where you are going, there is a place of transition. Amen. If you are where you are and then there is a place you are trying to get to, that place you are right now is a place of transition. Amen. And that's the place that I believe we have found ourselves in is a place of transition. Amen. What I want you to know is you can't do anything about the past. Amen. You can't do anything about what happened yesterday. You can't do anything about what happened 10 years ago. Amen. That's happened. Amen. That's gone. What was, was. Amen. You can't do anything about it. Amen. And honestly, we can, we can affect our future. Amen. But we can't sit here and worry about it. All we can do is to affect what we can do right now. Amen. And that's all we can worry about is what we can affect right now. I don't pr pretend to understand this next level. I was telling Pastor Mark earlier, I don't pretend to understand or know what God has in store for this church. I don't know what he's got for me individually. I know I don't know what he's got for this church, amen? I don't know what he's got for us, amen? But I know what God has is greater, amen? One thing I do understand is that a place of transition is a place of movement, right. amen? So I don't understand where we're going, but I know we can't get there unless we're moving, amen? amen. I know we can't get there unless we're progressing, amen. amen? I know we can't get there unless we're moving forward, amen? We'll never transition, we'll never get to another level if we stay where we're at. Amen. Transition means we're moving from one place to another. Amen. We're leaving somewhere and we're headed somewhere else. Amen. Today I want to talk to you about a prophet. His prophet's name was Elisha. I got to talking to Pastor Mark about this before church a little bit. And I got excited because it's such a cool story and something I haven't seen before. And it's just, to me, it's just awesome. And we're going to be in 2 Kings 2, 1 through 2 tonight. And, and, uh, and it says, and it came to pass... When the Lord would take up Elijah, there was two of them here, Elijah and Elisha, just to confuse us, okay, just to keep us confused. That's, where, that's the reason both of those are in there, to keep us confused. No, I'm just joking. But uh, this guy's name was Elijah. He was a prophet, and he was going to be took to heaven, okay, by a whirlwind, the Bible says, that Elijah went from Elisha from Gilgal. And Elisha said unto Elisha, tarry here. He said, wait here. Elijah told his mentor, Elisha, he said, Wait here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went to Bethel. He said, Look, I'm going to Bethel. You wait here. And Elisha said, No, if you're going to Bethel, 
I'm going to Bethel. Amen. Elijah was one of the greatest prophets of God we read about in the Bible. Amen. Elijah had a young student, a young mentor, if you would, and his name was Elisha. The Bible says that Elijah tells his young student, Elisha, that the God sent me to Bethel. Amen. And I love what Elisha tells Elijah. Look, if you're going to Bethel, I'm going to Bethel. Amen. Listen, I want you to understand today that Bethel means the house of God. Bethel means the house of God. And uh, I believe today that that house of God is where the presence of God is. Amen. Then I believe that that's where God's trying to get us to. That new level is where the presence of God is. And I believe today that, that God has the Gethsemane church headed to a new level in him, a place where he is. Amen. Where his presence is. And I believe today that we need to be like Elisha. Amen. If the church is headed to a new level, I'm going with it. Amen. Amen. I'm not going to stay here. If the church is headed to a new level, I'm going with the church. Amen. If the church is going to get closer to God, then I'm going to get closer to God and I'm going to move forward. Amen. We may not know where we're going. We may not know how we're going to get there. All we know is we can't stay where we're at. Amen. Amen. We can't stay where we're at. We can't stay stuck in the same place that we've always been. Amen. Amen. How many of you have felt stuck in your life? Amen. How many of you have ever felt bogged down in your life? Amen. That's, at Christmas time, a lot of people feel like that. They feel like they're stuck in a place. Amen. We can't stay stuck. Amen. We got to move forward in God. Amen. No matter what it takes, we have to move forward in God. Elijah, Elisha was in a place called Gilgal, but God had laid on his heart that he needed to move to a place called Bethel. Amen. I want you to know today that God is good. Amen. Amen. God is good. I want you to understand that Gilgal, this place that Elijah was in, this place that he was stuck in, Gilgal means a place of memorial. A place of memorial. That's what Gilgal means. Amen. God is something. Amen. Amen. That place was named after that because that God wanted the Israelites to remember all that he had done for them. And here Elijah is stuck in a place of memories of all that God has done for him. Amen. But he's wanting them to take him to a place called Bethel. Amen. A place of the house of the Lord. Amen. So he's stuck in this place and these memories of all God's done for him. God said, look, you got to get out of here and you got to go to a place where I'm doing things at now. Amen. You got to go to the house of the Lord, my presence. Amen. You got to leave what I've done. All the things I've done and all these memories of all these great things I've done and you got to move in to what I'm wanting to do right now. Amen. And he said, you got to go. you got to go there. He said, he said he's waiting on him to take him to a place God was. Amen. To a place God is. A place of greater. This place, Bethel, was a place of greater. A place of more. Amen. Amen. And that's good stuff. Amen. God's wanting him to move from a place where he was to a place where he is. Amen. And he couldn't get there without leaving Gilgal. Amen. He couldn't get to Bethel. He couldn't get to the house, the house of the Lord without leaving the place of memories. Amen. He had to leave to get to where God wanted him to be. Amen. To get to where you desire to be in God, you're going to have to leave where you are. Amen. Amen. You may say, how am I going to get closer to God? You ain't going to do it how you, the things you've been doing. Amen. I want you to understand that. And you may say, Keith, that's harsh, and I'm sorry. Amen. But I'm not going to get to where God wants me to get doing the things I've always done. Amen. If you've ever heard that, that's the definition of insanity. Amen. Right. You're going, if you keep doing the things you've always done, you're going to keep getting the things you've always got. Amen. Amen. So you may say, I don't understand why I keep getting the things I keep getting. That's because you keep doing the things you keep doing. Amen. If you want to get the greater in God, you're going to have to do greater. Amen. Right. 
It, it just makes sense, amen? If you want to get to more in God, you're going to have to do more, amen? If you want to get to this place where God is just manifesting Himself in His life and He's working in and through you, amen, you're going to have to be willing to pray more. You're going to be have to willing to come to church more, amen? You're going to have to be willing to give more. You're going to have to be willing to do all these things more if you want to get to a place of more in God, amen? In the new year, if you want to get to a place of greater in God, you've got to be willing to give greater. And I'm not talking about money, amen. What I'm talking about is you, amen. You've got to be willing to give more of you, amen. Whatever that takes, amen. If you want to get greater in God, you've got to be willing to give greater, amen. He couldn't get to where he was if he, if he couldn't get to where God wanted him to be unless he left where he was, amen. If you want to position yourself for transition, you're going to have to leave something behind, amen. Maybe it's a negative experience. Maybe it's complacency in God. I've told Pastor Mark several times, I got to a place this year where I felt complacent in God, amen. I got to a place in God where, you know, I kind of felt like I, I know what I'm doing, amen. And we, that's a dangerous place to be in God whenever we feel like we know what we're doing, amen. And we've got all this thing figured out, amen. Sometimes we've got to leave a place of complacency to get to where God wants us to get. Maybe we've got to leave behind some hurt feelings, amen. Maybe we've got to leave behind some fear, amen. Whatever it is in your life, sometimes we've got to leave some things behind to get to where God wants us to be. Transition means we're leaving things behind. Transition means it requires our participation. It requires our involvement, amen. You won't get to where God wants you to get without participating. You have to participate. This is a participation sport. Amen. amen. You and God together. Amen. You're not going to get there with God just... Hey, now, God can make you get there. He can do that. But I guarantee you God's going to have you involved in it. Amen. Transition doesn't happen by accident. Transition is a, a decision that you will make. Amen. And you will cooperate in with the help of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. There are three elements that make up transition. Letting go of the former. Letting go of the former. Trusting God and taking hold of the new. Amen. To get to where you got to get to in God, to transition into this new place in God, you got to let go of what was. You got to trust God and you got to take a hold of what is new. Amen. It's going to involve your work. Amen. I'm going to go ahead and bust your bubble today if I can. Amen. I'm sorry, right? But I'm going to go ahead and tell you the whole story. I could stand up here and have you all shouting. Well, I think I could. It's Wednesday night. I don't know if I could have you shouting or not. Amen. But I could maybe have you shouting about this new level in God. Maybe I could have you shouting about this place of transition. But I got to be honest with you. Transition isn't always easy. Amen. It isn't always easy. If you've ever transitioned into a new job, you know that that takes work. Amen. If you've ever been in a position and you took another position to transition into something greater for your family or for your paycheck or whatever it is, you know that that requires effort, amen? It requires learning things new, amen? It requires your participation. It requires you doing something, amen? It's no different in God. Transitioning to a new level requires your work, amen? And it's going to be challenging. So why is transitioning to a new level in God difficult most of the time? One reason is most of the time we don't know where we're going, amen? When we're transitioning with God, we don't know where we're going. God doesn't tell us everything, amen? That's just the way he does it, amen? In his infinite wisdom, he decides not to give us all the details, amen? He decides to just pull us to wherever we're going, but he doesn't tell us where we're going. You just know that wherever you are, you're not satisfied there anymore. 
That's all you know usually is, I, you know, where, where I'm at right now isn't doing it for me. I need to move into greater in God. I need to do more in God. And you know there's a pull on your life to go deeper in God. Whenever God was calling me to preach, I didn't know what in the world God was doing in my life. I just knew that I wasn't satisfied where I was at to begin with. Amen. I knew that I wanted to go deeper. I knew I wanted to do more. I, didn't, I knew that there was a higher calling on my life, but I didn't know where I was going. Amen. Because a lot of times that's how God leads us. He just unsettles us where we're at. Amen. Right. Right. And helps us lead us into this new calling in Him. The Holy Spirit doesn't reveal all of the details, usually. Amen. You can just tell that the environment around you is changing. Amen. You can tell that God is preparing you for a new level in Him. But then we got to decide if we want to go or not. You have to decide whether you want to move or not. Amen. You have to decide that this new thing that God's doing in my life, do I want to move in it or am I comfortable right where I'm at? Am I comfortable right where I'm at? I want you to know today the world around you will have you settling where you are. Amen. The world around you will have you settling where you are. The world around you is happy with you as you are. Amen. The world around you doesn't want you getting closer to God. Amen. And I want you to know that that's, that could be the same for even the people that are closest to you. Amen. See, that's what was going on with Elijah. Elisha. Amen. You see, Elisha had this mentor, Elijah, and he was like a father figure to him. He'd been around him a long time. He loved him. I'm sure he cared a lot about him. Amen. But he, was, but he was telling him to stay where he was at, right? Listen, the people around you can't feel the calling that God has on your life. Amen. Amen. The people around you, your family, can't feel the calling that God has on your life. Amen. They may love you. They may want what's best for you, but they can't see what God has in store for you. Amen. I remember when Heather first gave her life to God. I remember that. And she had this desire to draw closer to God. Amen. Every time the doors were open in church, she wanted to go. Amen. But I wasn't saved at the time, amen? And, but I wanted my family with me, right? But I didn't want to go to church, amen? She wanted to go to church. I didn't really want to go to church. But I could see that God had plans for her life, amen? And even my life at times, right? I grew up in church. I knew what it was all about. But I had good intentions, amen? I had good intentions. I loved my family. I wanted my family at home. And a lot of times I tried to talk to them and to just staying at home, amen? But I'm so thankful that God and Heather decided to keep on going to church, amen? I'm thankful that she made a decision that she was going to go with or without me, amen? And she did, and I wanted to be with my family, so guess where I went? Eventually, I went with her, amen, right? right? <laughs> That's just the way it usually works out here today. If, you're, if your family isn't coming with you, just keep going, amen? Yes. Eventually, they, if they want to be with you, they'll go with you, amen? Our lives could have turned out a lot different if she would have just settled and said, you know what, I'll just stay home. Man. And, it's, and it's not that I didn't want her to have a relationship with God. As I said, I believe in God and I knew God, right? And I fell in love with God at an early age on my life, right? But I just decided that I wanted to be with my family, so I tried to hold her back some, right? But she decided she wanted more of God, and I'm thankful for that today, amen? See, I believe that Elijah wanted what was best for Elisha. Elijah knew he was soon to leave this world and he wanted to pass his mantle on. The Bible says he was going to pass his mantle on. His mantle was this, this prophetic authority to Elisha. And he had taught him and he mentored him and he had grew up, he had kind of raised him, if you will. So I believe he wanted him to reach this new level, right? But Elijah also knew that for Elisha to reach this new level, he was going to have to do it on his own. 
He was going to have to decide to go on his own. Amen. Heather knew that she couldn't make me go to church. Amen. She knew I was going to have to decide that I wanted to go on on my own. Amen. Today, I want you to understand that Elisha had to decide that he wanted to go to the house of the Lord on his own. He couldn't go just because Elijah had told him to. Amen. The familiar, we've got to get past of what we've always seen and what we've always known. Amen. And transition into this new place in him. Transition is a difficult place to be in. Amen, it is. It's a difficult place to be in. It's an in-between place, if you will. If you're trying to get, that's what I tried to kind of portray here. This guy is in between where he was and where he's going. Amen. So that's an in-between place. If you remember, there was a place that Jesus was in that was an in-between place. And that place was called the Garden of Gethsemane. And in fact, that that place of the Garden of Gethsemane actually means oil press. Amen. It's the pressing place, amen. It's a place between where God, where, where Jesus was going and a place where he was, amen. And Jesus was at this place of transition, a place where he was going to the cross and he was leaving this world behind and this was a squeezing place that Jesus was in. This place of transition is a place that we leave where we are, where you were adjusted, where you knew what to expect, where you had a pretty good handle on everything, and you move into where you have a handle on nothing. Amen. It's also a place where your faith is tested. It's a place where you're tempted to grumble and complain a little bit. It's a place where you're tempted to look back at the familiar. It's a place where you're tempted to look back at what you were comfortable in. It's a place where you're tempted to want to go back to where you were. Amen. This guy couldn't go back if he wanted to. Amen. But I want you to know today that a lot of times whenever we're transitioning into this new place, a lot of times we'll want to go back to where we were because that's where we were comfortable at, amen. But I also want you to know that this is a proving ground, amen. This is a proving ground for God, amen. It's where you get to prove your actions to God. It's where you get to prove that you're more interested in following God than being comfortable, amen. It's a place where you either break through or you break down. But it's also a very necessary place. It's a proving ground, as I said. This is a place that you prove to God and to yourself that you're willing to leave behind all that you were comfortable in and you're more interested in doing what God's wanting to do in your life instead of what you're wanting to do in your life. Amen. It's a place that we prove to God that we're wanting to move forward in Him. Amen. Amen. We're we're, we're wanting to go beyond what we've always known. Pastor Mark (coughs) talked a few weeks ago about going beyond the veil. Amen. This is a transition place where we prove to God that we want to move beyond what we've always known. I think one of the most exciting and inspiring things that I read in this story is that Elisha went beyond what Elijah had, had, had gained in this world. Amen. Elisha went beyond his mentor, if you will. That's next level stuff. Amen. That's next level stretching. Amen. Elisha pushed for more. Elisha proved he had his own hunger level. Amen. I told Pastor Mark it's important for us to understand in this church is we want to reach another level in him. Amen. We've got so much that we want to do in this, in this, but we're not going to do that on our pastor's hunger level alone. Our pastor's a pretty hungry fellow. Amen. <laughs> he is, right? But we're not going to reach this new level just on his hunger level. Amen. We won't reach it off of the desire of our leadership team, amen, off of our teachers and all this. We won't get there on their hunger level, amen. It's going to take every one of us stretching for more, amen. We as a church can't be satisfied with where we are. We can't be satisfied with what we've seen. 
We can't be satisfied with what others have experienced. Amen? And we can't expect the desire of a few to lead us all to the new level. Amen? I guarantee you a few of us won't lead us there, amen? It's going to take every one of us. It's going to take every one of us stretching forth in God. Every one of us hungry for more of God, amen? Hungry, I said, amen, for more of God, amen? Elisha proved he wasn't satisfied with what the ones that went before him saw, amen? He wasn't satisfied with just hearing about their experiences, amen? Pastor Mark talked about this a couple weeks ago, amen? There's too many people that are satisfied with other people's experiences, amen? He wanted his own experiences, amen. Don't you want your own experiences, amen? amen? Yes. Don't you want your own experiences? Elisha didn't just want what he saw in and on Elijah, amen. The Bible says he wanted double, right. amen. He wanted double. Second Kings 2 and 9, Danny says this, And it came to pass when they were going over that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elijah said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. Amen. Elisha asked for a double portion. Amen. My pastor gets up here sometimes and he talks about these peanut butter parfaits. Amen. Y'all have heard him talk about those, right? Where he gets up here and he talks about those peanut butter parfaits. And I told Heather, I've heard about those so much. Amen. I've heard about them a lot, but I'd never ate one. I had never ate a peanut butter parfait. One day I left here and I said, I'm going to go get me a peanut butter parfait. But guess what? Dairy Queen was being remodeled. Amen. It was being remodeled. Amen. So I got there and it wasn't open. Amen. So guess what? I wanted one. Amen. So I had to wait. Amen. Because there's not another one around here. Right. So I had to wait. And I had to wait. And I had to wait. But finally, one day, it was complete. Amen. It was complete. And it's back open now. Amen. So I went there after church one day. I said, let's just go by and see. And we went by and saw, and it was open, and there was a line, and I said, this is awesome. And I went there, and I experienced one for myself, and I had heard the stories of how great they are, right? I had heard about the experiences of the peanut butter farfait, amen? But that day, I got my own experience, amen? And guess what I said when I got done? I wish I had another one, amen? I, I wish I had another one, amen? I wanted double, amen? I wanted double. Those things are pretty good, amen? I love, I love them too now, amen? So I wanted another one, amen? So <laughs> Elijah wanted more, amen? He wanted double. He wanted what Elijah had, but he also wanted his own experiences, amen? amen. I want us to understand that today. He didn't just want to go around telling everybody what God had done for Elijah. He wanted to be able to go around and tell everybody what he had done for Elisha also. Amen. He wanted his own experiences. Amen. I want to let you know today I love hearing your stories. I love hearing about your experiences. Amen. I love hearing about your miracles. I love hearing your testimonies. Amen. But I have to have my own experiences. I have to have my own testimony. I have to have my own miracles. Amen. I need all of that stuff. Amen. I need my own experiences. Amen. I can't survive off of your experiences. Amen. I can't survive off of your testimonies. Amen. I need my own. Amen. Because I can't go out and share your experiences. I'm not going to be able to do it well. Amen. I need to be able to have my own experiences, my own testimonies. Amen. Don't get me wrong, I'm thankful for your testimony. Amen. Your testimonies give me encouragement. I love to hear something like what brother, like what Sister Jean just got up and told us a while ago, this great miracle that happened, this great testimony. I love that. That pours into us, and we need things like that. Amen. But we also need our own testimonies. Amen.
Elisha was thankful for what Elijah had poured into him. Amen. I'm thankful for the ones that have poured into me also. Amen. I've been blessed in my life to have a lot of great people pour into me. Amen. Our pastor pours into me all the time. Amen. He mentors me all the time, teaches me all the time. He gives me the rundown of the message before y'all get it. And I love that. I love that. Amen. He runs it through me. And I love that. Amen. He is always pouring into me. Amen. I think that's something we should all desire to do. Amen. We should all desire to pour into others. Amen. That's something we should all desire as a Christian to pour into other people. Amen. I believe that's what Elijah was doing here. I believe Elijah, <clears throat> as Elisha's mentor, knew something about what God had in store for Elisha. Amen. He knew that Elisha was being prepared for something greater. Amen. But I believe Elisha's request surprised Elijah a little bit. Amen. I believe we all want more for the ones we mentor. I believe we all want more for those that we teach and we, uh, we, 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 we pour into. Amen. Right. I believe we all want more for that. Amen just like we do for our kids, right? We always want more for them than we have for ourselves, amen? And I believe it's the same for our spiritual sons and daughters, right? We always want them to have more, amen, a next level hunger, amen? Yes. But Elisha said, I want double, right. amen? I want double, and that's the way I believe it should be today. God, this person you've placed in my life to mentor me, I want to learn from them, God, but I want my own experiences also. Amen. I want my own experiences also, Amen. Because I want you to know, whenever you get ready to go, amen, you're not going to pass on somebody else's mantle. Right. Amen, you're going to pass on your own mantle, if you will, amen. Whenever you get ready to pass on to the next generation, you're going to pass on your experiences, amen. Not someone else's experiences, amen. Amen, you won't be passing on their mantle, amen. You'll be passing on your own mantle. It's the same way with this church, amen. I've mentioned it before, but it's our desire that we pass a church on here to another generation, amen, at a greater level than what we'd received. Amen. amen. I don't want to pass on to those children, amen, what we received. Amen. I believe that we can pass on a church that's in a sustained revival. Amen. I really believe that, amen. I was talking to our pastor before church, you know, this church has seen a lot of great things, amen. We have came from literally nothing, to a little block building, amen, where people were standing. In that little block building, no joke, if you go back to them, the bathroom was in the sanctuary. The bathroom was in the sanctuary. When somebody went to the bathroom, everybody in the sanctuary knew, and everybody knew, and everybody knew what happened in there too, okay? It was in the sanctuary, all right? And it was a little block building, amen? And people went, I, re, I remember when I went to that church, Joel and a couple other men, they were so excited that they had to stand up. They were so excited that there was no chairs for them to sit down. Amen. I really remember that, amen. God's brought us a long way, amen, to another church that God gave us and uh, let us use to this church, amen, this beautiful building he's given us, amen. But I don't believe this church is peaked. Amen. I don't believe this church is peaked. I really don't believe that. Amen. I don't believe God's got us to here for us to be here, right where we're at doing exactly what we're doing, three songs, an altar call, a message, Amen. And every now and then a salvation, every now and then a baptism. Amen. I believe God has led us here for more. Amen. Led us here to see more. Amen. I believe today that God is wanting us to pass on a church greater than what we received it at. Amen. And I believe God is wanting to see us with people introduced to God and relationships with God. And I believe he is asking us to pass on a greater level church than we came to know whenever we came here. Amen. God has really blessed this church with some great young people. Yes, but I want you to understand it's our responsibility to pour into those young people. 
It's our responsibility to teach those young people. It's our responsibility to help those young people grow in God. Amen. It's our responsibility to leave them with more. It's our responsibility to leave them with greater. It's our responsibility to leave them with a country that is greater, amen, and a church that is greater, amen, where people, are, where people aren't satisfied with, uh, with, with the things of the old, and they're reaching forward for things of the new, amen. We're, we're, there's a, there's, see, there's a problem in this country. I don't know if you've noticed this or not. You probably have if you've watched the news, if you want out, like, out of your house or anything. There's a problem in this country today, and it's in our churches where people are satisfied living off the work of the people that went before them. Amen. Amen. You may say, uh-oh, what's he fixing to talk about? Going to... <laughs> right? There's a problem in this world and this country where people are satisfied with living off of the people that went before him. And it's in our churches too, amen. They are satisfied with living off of what others before them did instead of trying to make what they received better and greater, amen. It's our responsibility as a church to hand down greater than we received, right? God expects us to multiply what he gives us, amen? amen? God expects us to multiply what he gives us, amen? It's all throughout the Bible. If you don't believe me, read the Bible, amen? It's in there. Read your Bible, amen, as Medea would say. As Medea would say, read your Bible. It's in there, amen? You, you need, <laughs> we need to multiply what he gives us, and I believe God is leading us into a new year where things are going to be multiplied, amen? People are going to be multiplied, amen? People will come to know Jesus. I really believe that, amen? And I believe that's what the Holy Spirit is leading us into. Positioning ourselves for transition begins by deciding if there is more, we want it. Amen? If there is more, we want it. If there's something better, we want it, amen? If there's a better way, we want to learn it, amen? If there's a greater anointing, we want it, amen? And we need to decide we want more. We want better. We want greater. Amen. I want to know, do you want that today? Amen. Do you want greater in God? Do you want more in God? If you do, then start anticipating. Amen. Start anticipating. I wonder today, when you entered this church tonight, did you anticipate a great move of God tonight? Amen. Did you anticipate a greater experience with God tonight, or did you just come to church? Amen. Did you just come to church tonight anticipating three songs? Amen. Did you just come to church anticipating a 30-minute, 45-hour message? Amen. Is that what you come anticipating tonight? Did you come anticipating an offering plate to go around, or did you anticipate an experience with God? Amen. To anticipate means to expect, figure on, or look forward to. Amen. I wonder today, did you look forward to a great move of God when you came here tonight? Amen. I think one thing God's been laying on my heart, and I can only think about Keith today, man. I can only talk about me. I need to anticipate a great move of God more. I need to anticipate a little bit more when I come here, amen. See, I've got this problem, you know, that, you know, I, sometimes I, I think I've got things figured out, amen. I've got this problem where I just kind of think I, I know how to have church, amen. I know what we should do. I know, you know, the timetable, if you will, and they know me, amen. Whenever things starts getting close to 1030, I know I need to find my pastor, right, because it's time for church to start, amen. And I'm, and, and I'm really good at that schedule thing, amen. I'm really good at all of that stuff. I'm really good. At, I, I could have church, amen, without God even being here. That's bad, amen. That's bad, right? I need to start anticipating more of the presence of God instead of thinking I've got this whole thing figured out on my own. Amen. For me, amen, a lot of times we make church a little bit too comfortable. Amen. We come in here knowing 
what to expect right. a lot of times. Amen. Heather and I and Jared just got back from the mountains. And the one thing I like about going away is because you don't always know what you're going to see. Right. You don't always know what to expect. Right? You don't always know exactly what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen pretty good because I schedule everything out. Right? <laughs> but, but, but I don't always know what's going to happen. Right? And that's kind of why I like getting away. Right? You see stuff you've never seen before. We got to these mountains and there's this big Ferris wheel up there in Pigeon Forge. And if you know me, I don't like heights. I do not like heights. You know why? Because they're high. They're, they're, they're really, really high and I don't like them. Okay. Right. But they got me on these things and they was trying to talk to me and Jared, you know, kind of made me feel guilty and he got me in this thing and Heather bought three tickets and I'm also cheap. Right. So, so I had to get on this Ferris wheel. Right. And Jared held my hand. He did. He held my hand. He held my hand because he knows I don't like heights and I'm afraid of them, right? But I also want you to understand there was also a great anticipation, right? Because I'm not, I don't like heights, so I don't get to see things from up there a lot, amen? When I fly on a plane, I close the window, amen? I don't like that stuff, okay? Right? But there was a great anticipation, right? I think we need to come to the house of God anticipating, amen, amen. a little bit more. I think we need to come looking for God to do something a little bit more, amen? I think we need to come position ourselves for transition, amen? We need to position something out of the ordinary, amen? Anticipate something out of the ordinary, seeing and experiencing new things in God. See, I believe this is the reason God would lead the children of Israel in the wilderness with a cloud by day and a fire by night, amen? See, God's part in this journey was to lead the way, right? He was to provide the, the pillar of cloud and the, and the uh, fire at night, amen? That was God's part in this, right? Their part was to stay positioned for transition, amen? They was to stay ready, amen? In other words, they were to live every, every minute with an attitude of readiness, right? When God moves, I move, amen? I'm going to sit here and I'm going to be ready. And when the cloud comes, I'm moving, amen? When the fire comes, I'm moving, amen? The Bible tells us in Exodus that they would wait for this cloud to come and they would wait for this fire to come and they would be ready and they would be ready and they would go when it went, amen? They would go when it went. They had to stay ready to move. When the clouds moved, they moved, amen? They had to stay positioned for transition, amen? We have to stay that way today, I believe. We do that by being sensitive to the Holy Spirit, amen? We do that by anticipating a move of God. They had to always anticipate, right? They always had to be ready. So they would come, they would set up this tabernacle, they had to be ready to tear it down quickly, and they had to be ready to move when God moved, amen? But they also had to be sensitive, right? I believe it's going to happen. I believe God's about to move, amen? They had to be sensitive, and they had to anticipate. Today, God is still leading and guiding us, amen? And guess what? He's still doing it by fire today, amen? Right. In the Holy Spirit, right? But instead of in the sky, right? Instead of uh, physical, amen? Instead of visible, amen? Now it's within us. Right. The Holy Spirit leads us from within. But it's just as real as it was back then. And it's just as valid as it was right then, amen? And he's still leading God's children if they are sensitive and if they are anticipating it, amen? God's been laying on my heart that we need to position ourselves to transition into a new level in him. All of our messages lately has been getting to this new level in him, but I must be honest, I'm not sure how to get there, right? I'm not even really sure what I'm trying to get to, amen? All I know is that God is leading us there and that God desires us to get there, right. amen, and I believe that God will lead us there, and he'll show us a way. I also know that the Israelites and Moses didn't know where they were going either, amen. They know that they were told 
about a promised land, and they were described this promised land, amen, but they didn't know where it was at. They didn't have a GPS. They didn't have a map. They didn't know how to get to where they were going, amen. But what they did have was a cloud and fire, amen, and they were anticipating and they were sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Moses had a responsibility during that time just as the pastors and the leaders of this church has today, and that's to keep the people stirred up and to keep the people ready and to keep the people with a spirit and anticipation, to keep them with an attitude of transition, amen, to keep them positioned for transition, amen, to keep them looking forward, to keep them leaning forward, amen, to keep them pressing forward, to keep them anticipating the presence of God, amen, not to let them settle down, not to let them get too comfortable, amen, not to to remind them this isn't all there is. We haven't made it yet, amen. We haven't made it yet, amen. There's more. There's greater, amen, but I want to warn you today, that's not only your pastor's responsibility, amen. It's not only up to your pastor to keep you stirred up, amen. The Bible says that we should stir up the gift that is within us, amen. The Bible says that we have a responsibility within ourselves, amen, that we will stir up the Holy Spirit within us, amen. That is our responsibility, amen. It's not just Pastor Mark's responsibility, amen. It's not my responsibility only, amen. Not the leaders of this church's responsibility, amen. We have a responsibility within ourselves, amen, to keep ourselves stirred up to keep ourselves stirred up, amen. I want you to know today you haven't seen anything yet, amen. Amen. I want you to know today that God's wanting to do some amazing things in this church, amen. I want you to know today that we've seen a lot of people added to this church. We've seen so many people join this church this year, amen. I don't even know what the number is. Pastor, Pastor, Pastor Pat, Pastor Pat, amen. Pastor Pat could tell us, amen. There's been so many people added to this church this year. Salvations. We baptized I don't know how many people this year, amen. And we're going to finish out with another one, amen. And that's awesome. We've seen healings. We've seen all of these great things, amen. But it's just the tip of the iceberg. It's just the tip of what God's wanting to do. If we as a church will lean into God, if we'll decide that we want more, if we'll decide that we're going to begin to anticipate more, Amen. If we'll decide that we want to see greater from God, then I believe God's going to do something that we've never seen before. Amen. Something that'll turn this church body upside down. Amen. Something that'll turn the community upside down. Amen. Something that'll turn our families upside down. Amen. You may have been praying for a loved one. Amen. A husband, a wife, a child. You may have been praying for them. Amen. I believe God's wanting to do that for you. Amen. Amen. But we've got to begin to anticipate more. Amen. We've got to begin to anticipate more. Amen. I believe we're going to see people saved in numbers we haven't seen before this coming year. I believe we're going to see baptismal that we've never seen. We may have to keep that thing full all the time. Amen. Whatever it takes. Amen. Whatever it takes. Amen. We may have to knock a wall down. Amen. We may have to knock that wall down ourselves. Amen. Whatever it takes, right, to get more people in here. We may have to go to two services. We was talking about that earlier tonight, right? That makes people nervous a little bit, right? Right. But we may have to do that, right? Because God is going to add to. I really believe that. God's going to add to us. I really believe that. There's no telling what God's going to do if we're willing to allow Him to do it. If we're willing to allow Him to do it, right? God is going to do whatever God's going to do. Amen. The question is, are we wanting to be a part of it? I want you to know today God is going to save who God's going to save. God's going to do what God's going to do. God's going to add to as God wants to add to. The question is, 
do you want to be a part of it? Amen. Does Gethsemane Church want to be a part of it? Amen. Because God's going to do what He's going to do. But if we don't want to be a part of it, He'll move right on down to the other church and He'll do something down there with them. Amen. But I want want you to know today, I want to be a part of it. I want to be a part of it. So I believe it can happen here. I believe in this church revival can happen. Amen. I talked about it here and it's something that's been on my heart really, really great. I believe in our next generation, these children can grow up in revival. I really believe that they can grow up in revival and they can see things that we've heard about. Amen. They can see things that we've heard about. Amen. I believe that can happen in this church. I believe thousands can be saved in this church. I believe that. I believe healings can happen here. I believe marriages can be restored here. Amen. I believe prodigal children can come home here. I believe addictions can be broken. Amen. I believe people can be restored. I really believe that. I believe the holy presence of God can manifest itself in these services greater than we've ever seen it. I believe God can be glorified here in ways that we've never heard it. Amen. But we've got to be willing to anticipate it. We've got to be willing to give greater if we want to see greater. Amen. Amen. I believe that you believe it too. I believe there's a, there's a remnant in this church that really believes that we're about to move into something great. Amen. But I believe we need to start anticipating it. We need to get beyond believing it and we need to start participating in it. Amen. I believe we need to get beyond believing we're going to see it and let's start participating in it. Amen. Let's start praying for our services. Amen. Let's start showing up early and start praying for these pews, these these, uh, altars and these chairs. Amen. Let's start showing up for our prayer service on Thursday. Amen. Let's start worshiping God as He deserves to be worshipped. Amen. Let's start giving greater if we want to see greater. We're going to all stand tonight and we're going to worship. I really wish I would have had the energy and the strength to preach this as God gave it to me today, but I believe God's laying something on our heart today that if we're willing, God's willing. Amen? Amen. If we are willing to move into greater, God's willing. The question is today, do you want to be a part of that? Do you want to be a part of it? I want to be a part of it because I believe it's going to happen here. I believe it's going to happen here. I really believe that. But I believe we've got to be willing to be a part of that. We've got to be willing to be a participant instead of a spectator. Amen? We've got to be willing to seek greater if we want to see greater today. Amen. Let's all pray. Then we're going to worship today. Amen. Heavenly Father, God, we love you. God, we praise you, God. We thank you, God, for all that you are, God. All that you are, God. We just love you so much, God. You're so good, God. Lord, I just love you so much, God. Lord, we thank you, God, for all that you are and all that you've done, God. Lord, I just thank you for your presence tonight, God, Lord. Lord, as we get and we close tonight, God, Lord, I just ask you, God, Lord, to help us, God, Lord, just to focus on you just for a little while tonight. Help us tonight, God, Lord, to lay aside every weight, God, Lord, that we brought in here with us, God. We're all tired, God. We're all thinking about Christmas, God. We've got things on our mind, God. We're worried and we're stressed. We've got all these things on us, God. Help us to just lay all that aside just for a moment tonight, God, and help us to focus on you, God. Help us, God, Lord, just to bask in your presence, God, to love on you just a little bit in this place, God. Lord, help us, God, not to rush out of here, God, not to close up our pocketbooks and, uh, and do all those things, God, getting ready to get out of here, God, but help us just for a moment, God, to think about you, God, to love on you, God, Lord. We all came here for that reason, God. We all came here for the reason, God, to see you, 
God, I came to see some people tonight. I wanted to see my friends, God. But more than anything, God, I wanted to see you. Lord, help us, God, to focus on you, God, Lord, and not get so distracted by the things around us, God, that we forget why we came in the first place, God. Help us not to get so distracted by all the things around us, God, that we forget why we're here, God. We're here to love on you, God, to worship you, God, Lord, and help us tonight, God, as we leave, God, not to be disappointed in ourselves for the worship we gave, God. Help us to give worship that is, God, satisfying to you, God, that is a pleasant smell unto your nostrils, God. Help us just to love on you just for a little bit tonight. As we close tonight, let's just all close our eyes. Noel's going to sing a beautiful song tonight. And let's all just.